who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. And today we are talking about Gorgon. Hey Brian. Hey Will. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm a little confused. A little confused. Shout out to Gorg to Gorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. <laughs> okay, shout out to Demogorgon. Um, is this like a piece of Demogorgon that has like run amok? No, it is not. Uh, not at all. Not even close. I'm just kidding. I know what a Gorgon is. Do you? Yeah. What's a Gorgon, Brad? It's a Medusa. Hmm. It's funny that you say that. Right? Is it a Medusa? So we're back at it again <laughs> trying to clear out the monster manual with all the classic D&D monsters we have somehow missed over the years. Uh-huh. And today's topic has a bit of a misleading name. Uh-huh. When you say Gorgon to a random person on the street or the other guy on this podcast, <laughs> probably he's immediately thinking of the most famous of the Greek Gorgons, Medusa. Medusa. <laughs> but D&D has a monster slash species based off of Medusa and her sister simply named Medusas. Oh. So what are these Gorgons like? Well, nothing like Medusa. Wait, is this the big bull? Yes, it's the big okay, bull. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it has Gorgon powers. Kind of. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, almost nothing like Medusas. They are not right. snake-like or humanoid-like, but they do have a method for turning creatures to stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it's from breathing on you, not looking into your eyes. Oh, gross. But yeah, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> Gorgons are large monstrosities that resemble a bull covered in dusky metallic scales. Monstrous black bulls, gorgons have hides of thick metal scales. Their breath is a noxious vapor that billows forth in great puffs from their wide bull nostrils. Gorgons walk on two hooves when necessary, but usually assume a four-hoof stance. Despite their great size, they can move through heavy uh yeah, they can move through even heavy forests with incredible speed, for they simply trample bushes and splinter smaller trees. Gorgons speak no languages, but let out a roar of anger whenever they encounter other beings. So they walk upright? 
like a okay. like a I multiple sources say that they can walk upright but like almost never do and I've never seen a piece of art that shows them walking upright. Me neither. Um I so they walk upright like a uh, like, like a, a minotaur, minotaur yeah. yeah. But like a minotaur walking upright is looks normal like the physiology Yeah, cuz they got the human it, lower body, yeah. Yeah, but the minotaur walking or uh minotaur walking on all fours looks weird probably, right? Yeah. Cuz they got the big the big buff upper body. Right. Okay, so this, this is like Kung Pao enter the fist. Yes, this is like Kung Pao into the Fist. With Moon Yu. Yep. Okay. A, a lot of people don't know that movie, but if I tell you about the 3D cow fighting the dude in the field, <laughs> you vaguely remember that from like a lot of um, like when the trailer was being pushed. Oh, yeah. 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 I would recommend that movie if you're like me. Yes. But if you're not like me, which many people are not, don't watch that movie. Don't watch that movie. Or your special guest, Jake, or Josh Freeland. We all love that movie. <laughs> but I'm not going to recommend that movie necessarily there are some movies that i love that i know are trash and that is this movie that's mine yeah, yeah. it is bad yeah a gorgon's <laughs> iron plates range from steely black to gleaming silver but this natural armor is in no ways uh, hinders its movements or mobility the oils of its body lubricate the armor a sick or inactive gorgon gathers uh, rust like fungus or mange. When a rusty gorgon moves, its plates squeal as they rub together. That's right. I remember this being part of like these, like having a sick one is a thing. Yeah. That they like to like. We don't have a section on like if this dragon gets sick, it does this. Right. That's, but for this creature, it does have that. Yeah, which is pretty rare that it has that type of section for it. Yeah. So I have a question. Have you ever heard of the brazen bull of ancient Greece? What like the one that. Does nasty with the queen or whatever, and makes the minotaur. Are we talking about that one? No, not the one that Zeus cursed to fuck a cow. Okay, no. yeah, all right. I also remember the minotaur episode. <laughs> that was a gruesome episode. Yep, but no, not that bull. Oh, okay. um, some other bull. It was also known as the bronze bull, the Sicilian bull, or the bull of Phalaris. Did they make a statue out of it? Like, was it a statue? Um, yeah, kind of. So it was an alleged torture and execution device designed by ancient Greece. Okay. So, like, we don't actually think this thing existed, but in history it is said to ex have existed. Okay. So it was invented by Paralas of Athens and proposed to Pharaoh, the tyrant of Acragus, Sicily. It was meant to be a new means of executing criminals. Okay. Um, the bull was said to be hollow and made entirely out of bronze with a door on one side. Oh. According to legends, oh. the brazen bull was designed in the form and size of an actual bull and had an acoustic apparatus that converted the screams inside of it into the sound of a bull. Okay, that sounds weird the condemned were locked inside the device and a fire was set underneath it heating the metal until the person inside was roasted to death yeah i think they did do this but it did look like this and sound like a bull when people screamed i don't know about those parts yeah and supposedly smoke also would come out of the nostrils right that tracks so i bring this up because i don't know if this is the case but I do wonder if Guy Guess got the legends of the brazen bull conflated with that of the Gorgons, and now we have the D&D Gorgon as a result. Maybe. It's purely conjecture. But the smoke that comes out of the nostrils of this bull does have the same power as Medusa's eyeballs. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so <if> you... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Few creatures that encounter a Gorgon live to tell about it. 
Gorgons have an animal level of intelligence and are very aggressive creatures. When a Gorgon spots potential prey, it charges with a hideous clamor of metal on metal. When the Gorgon hits, it pulverizes the foe and sends it sprawling, then tramples it to death with, it, with its cruel hooves. Sick. Faced with, the multi- with multiple foes, the Gorgon exhales its deadly vapor to overcome the creatures it touches by turning them to stone. We like that. Yeah. When it grows hungry, it smashes its petrified prey to rubble and uses its strong teeth to grind the stone into a powder that provides its nourishment. Oh, man. Yeah, the crisscrossing network of trampled trails and splintered trees that surrounds a Gorgon layer is strewn with the uneaten fragments of its shattered foes. There is no way to calm a Gorgon, and they are impossible to domesticate. I'm going to homebrew one that, like, eats people whole and lays on top of bonfires. Like, does it create bonfire and just, like, kind of hammocks above it? That's how it kills you. Absolutely. Gorgons are omnivorous creatures. They require a lot of iron in their diet to maintain the durability of their scales. This is often obtained from the blood of kills and green vegetation. Gorgons also love to eat fish. Uh, The Cormanthor Gorgons of Forgotten Realms in particular flock to the banks of the river Ashaba and Elvenflow each spring when they are flooded so that they can collect the fish that are stranded there. Once the supply is depleted, a few of the Gorgons are tempted to venture into the river to get more, but most fear the water for the lack of the ability to swim. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yep. They're also known to have a fondness for deer and elk, which make a majority of Gorgons uh, prey. Oh, okay. Their sense of smell is acute, and once they get on the trail, Gorgons are 75% likely to track their victims successfully. Once this victim, once their victim is in sight, Gorgons let out a scream of rage and then charge. Unless somehow evaded, a Gorgon will pursue tirelessly for days if necessary until their prey drops from exhaustion or is caught in the Gorgon's deadly breath. Okay. So they're Damn. very relentless. That's That sounds bad. Yeah. Well, that's cool for a, um, an adventuring party that's good at running. You know, like you go, like, finally, we're, we're, prob- we're probably in the clear now. Let's, we're all like, trained in athletics. Yeah, like, let's set up camp. And, like, in the middle of camp, setting up camp, it's like, <laughs> better hope you're a party full of rangers. It's a party full of rangers. It's ranger danger. Gorgons have no use for treasure, hence gold and gems are often left petrified on the statue of the being that once wore them. Occasionally a Gorgon in its haste will devour something of value. The items will later be left in the Gorgon's dropping somewhere near the entrance to its lair. Okay. Gorgons are usually encountered in groups of three or four. One male bull with two or three females. Gorgon calves are raised by the females to the age of two. Then the young bulls are turned out to make their own way. Females remain with the dominant bull. Lone Gorgons are always rogue males in search of females. According to Dragon Magazine 97, though, Woo! male and female Gorgons are identical in size and powers and are extern- externally indistinguishable except to other Gorgons. Okay. A mated pair will stay together for two to six years and will reproduce approximately once a year. More often, if food is plentiful, less often if it is not. The female will bear one to three offspring six to eight months after mating and will keep the lair, keep to the lair, her mate hunting for her from the four-month pregnancy until she gives birth. A newborn Gorgon is able to move and attack for itself at one month of age. At three months of age, a young Gorgon um, will have grown to a medium size and can use its breath weapon. A Gorgon reaches full adult size and powers within five to seven months after being born, which is so fast. It's just so fast. Okay. Uh, It will achieve maturity, the ability to mate, and at the age of two years, at which time it will leave its parents' lair. Uh, Very rarely, a Gorgon will mate with a Chimera. (laughs) What? <laughs> to produce a Gorgamira. What? 
But the two creatures will not habitually consort together for any length of time. What the fuck is this, Dragon Magazine? So I had to look up the Gorgamera <laughs> yeah. after that. Essentially, you okay, do you, you remember the Chimera, right? It's the four-headed, right? so it's got the, the dragon head, was... the lion head, the goat head, and the snake tail. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was three-headed. It but is it's, a three-headed it's and then snake With the tail. pots of four monsters and the three heads of... Yeah. Of well, some... the fourth head's at the end of the tail, so... Is it a snake head? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, didn't realize um, that. So, with the Gorgamera, it's the exact same thing, except for no more goat head. Now it's a Gorgon head. Um, and that Gorgon head does breathe petrifying gas. So, it is it is a stronger situation. Yeah, snake lost the fucking combo lotto, or whatever. They got fucking... They're the... The snake got picked to be the center human centipede piece or whatever. You know, it's I like the worst so. spot. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's your mouth, bro. Yeah. Does this thing have a butthole besides that? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, okay, the butthole's below the tail. I hope so. <laughs> it is. It is. It is definitely below. Did you see the where the butthole was in Dragon Magazine? Did it show you? <laughs> It's not no, a monster there was, manual. There was not a diagram that had it fucking spread eagle for me. No. There's a there's a secret sprite in Baldur's Gate three that has the I full anatomy God. of the chimera. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the wilderness around a Gorgon layer is usually. Oh, I read that. Uh, <laughs> occasionally, there are clearings where the grass uh, is trampled down in a battle, and perhaps the shadow remains of a statue can be found. Gorgons have no natural enemies other than themselves. Great. <laughs> Bull Gorgons are often called upon to defend their positions against rogue Gorgons. <laughs> These battles are not usually fatal, but even a Gorgon can be felled by a well-aimed horn gore. Uh, the only other creature known to hunt these fierce predators are humanoids in search of alchemical and crafting materials. Interesting. Okay. So the petrifying green vapor that Gorgons exude from their mouths is fascinating in that it somehow exists simultaneously on the material and ethereal planes. Okay. Uh, some believe that their awareness even extends into the ethereal planes, so, like, you can't hide from them there. <laughs> is that mechanical or is that just lore? I don't think it's mechanical. We'll have to look at the, the stat block because I haven't looked at the stat block. Okay, yeah, yeah. I reserve that for you. Okay. Um, this vapor is produced and stored in an internal organ that opens into the roof of their mouth. This organ will continue to function hours after a Gorgon is killed. Scholars still have yet to uncover how it functions. However, however, it is known that these vapors have no effect underwater and that they can easily be dissipated by an air elemental or similar force of moving air, such as a gust of wind spell. Okay. Um, but basically, if you are on the ethereal plane and this breath hits you, you will turn to stone. Okay. And I don't know if that means that you pop back into the material plane, but I think it does. It probably should. Yeah. We could look at the blink spell and, like, yeah. maybe the blink spell will be active still if you, like, turn to stone. You'll still get popped back. Right. So, yeah. And irregularly shaped, uh, the irregularly shaped scales that cover a Gorgon are composed of impure iron and coated in a waxy substance that helps prevent them from rusting. The substance is perpetually exuded from cartilaginous seams between the scales. If a scale somehow succumbs to intense rusting, it will fall off the body. This leaves the Gorgon vulnerable since they are incapable of growing new scales. Like Smaug. Like Smaug, yes. Exactly. Um, the blood of a Gorgon is a magical <laughs> component used in masonry to prevent magical travel through walls. When one drop of blood is mixed with a pint of water during the mixture of stucco or mortar and applied with no unaffected areas larger than a man's head, it will prevent astral and ethereal travel through walls. Why? What? 
<laughs> okay, never. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna take that one on tape. Can't go through these walls. It was treated with gorgon blood. Just because. Just because. Well, I mean, it's implying that there is some sort of uh, relationship between this creature and the ethereal plane. Yeah, it's got, what that relationship is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna get into it. Let's just let's just move on. Their metallic scales can be used to make ink for scrolls of protection from petrification, or fashioned into a set of scale mail that protects against petrification effects. That's cool. Gorgon milk is one of the ingredients in creating the hag treat known as ice cream. Ah, that's funny. Along with new eyes, blueberries, and swamp water. <laughs> Just a fun fact there at the end. Yep, that's, okay, that's how I do it. I was being very patient Thank as you. to why a gorgon might get sick, and I think it's because, and since it's not here, I think it's because if they are forest creatures, which is what it sounds like they are based off of what they eat, <clears throat> yeah. your woodland, throw one in a dungeon. It might just get sick. I guess that's true. Yeah, it needs sunlight. It needs sunlight and greenery. It, when you yeah and, and yeah, it needs green. It needs fiber for shitting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, and to make milk. Yeah, I guess so. And the uh, the blood the the hardened blood of its enemies. Which are elk, as we all do, as we all do, as we all do. So they can't kill and eat each other because <clears throat> their scales are protecting their own powers. So like, yeah, if they get if they breathe on each other and during hot coitus, it won't. Turn them to stone. Well, no, they have to release the vapor. It's not like all their breath is petrification. Oh, okay. I see. Like yeah. a dragon. But I don't know if they themselves... I don't think I read that they are immune to petrification. So well, their scales are metal. used for anti-petrification oh, you're right. stuff they are. in the lore. They are. So the lore definitely implies that they are immune. You're right. So you can't get two gorgons in the same room with each other to turn them into stone. Like you could put two medusas in the same room together and just have them trick them into looking at each other. In Greek mythology, you you could, but I don't th- I don't know if you can in uh, in D and D in D and D Dungeons and Dragons mythology. Okay, stat block. Yeah, six shorts. Yeah, <laughs> it's the grand adventures of Ilian and Beard. Wow, Ilian, this cave is actually pretty easy to scale, uh, in in its inverted state, as I imagine it would be. Uh, you know, since the mountain got flipped up upside down. Yes, it's it's as if someone has built a tunnel directly towards the direction that we're trying to go to. Um, yeah, that, that is pretty. That is, this is a lot of convenient things. Like, why did the mountain get flipped upside down? Like, right as you were talking about it, you know? Yes, and right after we entered the cave. It, uh, hmm. Well, is it? Maybe it has something to do with our with our shard of what the fuck was it? Think the, <laughs> the shard of substantial supporters. Yes, that. This, this is... Do we? We can change the name back, I suppose. It just feels like we're collecting shards of the pendant, right? We're trying to put the pendant back together. Yeah, because then we'll have the pendant of Plenty's patrons, which has the souls of a thousand, a thousand generous, benefactors, generous benefactors, which will yeah. fund uh, my research and your painting, and I will become the most powerful wizard who ever lived, and you will become a good painter. Do you think when I you mean, become... You're already a good painter. I'm I, sorry. I, are, I, I didn't mean it like that. I understand what you meant. I know. I'm confident in my skills. That's good. And You should be. That's why I want them to be supplemented by, exactly. by powerful souls. Pentius. So many benefactors of substantial... Ah, I'm so confused. You'll get this, Ben. I believe in you. Why is the mountain upside down? <laughs> ah! I don't know, but I suspect that someone is wielding the shard of suspensional supporters, and they're using it to create, well, something from this mountain. 
Maybe it's a big city. Maybe a floating shitty, maybe a floating shitadel. It is. I looked out of the cave mouth. I saw the goats fall, and I know that it's... Yes, It is floating. There are goats no more. Yeah. Do you, do you see that up ahead? Yes. See some sort of... What is that? It's... It's making a strange bullish noise, and it seems to be flailing four legs up into the air. Yeah, and it's got some, it looks some bullish horns that are just kind of stuck Wait. in the ground. Beers, stay back. Okay. It's a Gorgon, but it's, it appears to be stuck on its back. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> Maybe when they flipped the mountain over, it fell on its back. And, and like a turtle is unable to rewrite itself. I like turtles. Hey, and, and you know what I don't like? Gorgons. No, that, that thing looks scary. Why does it look like it's wearing armor? It is made of armor. It's a bull made of armor? It's a bull made of armor, yeah. And it's just stuck like that. And don't let it breathe on you. It will turn you into stone. Well, look, it's the horns. Yeah, it's it's got some green gas coming out of its nose. Yeah, ooh, stay away from that. That's nasty. What yes. do you think it was doing in the cave? Taking a shit? It was in here. It was in, so privacy. Yes. I would hate for my bathroom to get flipped upside down in the middle oh, of the Oh, absolutely. Duke. Yes, that'd be terrible. Hot duke in it. And yes. what happened to the... Well, uh, well, there's no poop around. If it was in here taking a shit, do you think it would have, like... Well, they they do say that Gorgons eat the petrified remains of their victims, so perhaps it... Perhaps it's... Oh, God, are we in a poop cave? It turns them into stone and it eats them? So it shits rocks. Is this whole cave made of poop? Look, these stones are different color than these stones. Are these the poop stones? Ben, let's get out of this cave. I think we should go. I yes. Go. It's filling up with green gas. I don't want to breathe any of it in. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeon cast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeon cast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're fucking back. Indeed we are. We're not stoned, but we're hard as it. Stay fucking hard. You know who David Goggins is? I don't. He's like, who's going to carry the boats and the logs? He's like this ex-Marine that like oh. does like social media, you know, influencer workout stuff. And he's Okay. That's his yeah. thing is stay fucking hard. Okay. All right. People like to make fun of that because yeah. it sounds like boners. Yes. Um, okay, anyway. Oh, he was also like, who's going to carry the boats and the logs? Because he'd have to carry the for Marines and stuff. And he's like lifting. He's like screaming that at himself. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. The Gorgon is a large monster. Oh, wait. If you want to support Ilian and Biren on their journey for the shard of something supporters. Substantial supporters. Substantial supporters. Just cannot remember that for some reason. Dependent of plenty of patrons. That was, that was great. Substantial supporters is also good. They're looking for them. Because the the sphere the, the original pendant exploded into many shards, mm -hmm. and now they're traveling across the lands of the D and D space we create, <laughs> and a mountain got flipped upside down. It did. It's a fun story. If you want to support them, you can do so on Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast. They all happen in the short rest. I imagine there's people that like catch episodes here and there that are confused. I bet it's, that's probably starting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's episode 350 where we start it. So if you're interested in finding all those short rests you can, I'm also going to throw these on Patreon eventually. We got the Gorgon. It's a large monstrosity. It's unaligned. That's cool. Another large monster. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking at it. It's mostly metal here. I don't see any yeah. non-exposed like, bits of flesh. Nope. Uh, we got the armor class. That is a 19 natty. HP is 114 or 12d10 plus 48. Its speed is 40 feet. It's got a strength of plus five, a dex of plus zero, a con of plus four, an intelligence of minus four, a wisdom of plus one, and a charisma of minus two. Its skills, it's got perception at a plus four. It is immune to being petrified. There it is. There it is. Senses, dark vision, 60 feet, because we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons unless you can do that. <laughs> Passive perception is 14. Languages, it don't speak no languages. It speaks. <laughs> That's what it say. That's what it say. Uh, challenge rating is a five, and uh, that's going to yield 1,800 XP. 
experience points. Proficiency bonus is a plus three. It's fairly powerful so far. Trampling charge. If the Gorgon moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with a gore attack on the same turn, that target must succeed on a DC 16 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the Gorgon can make one attack with its hooves against it as a bonus action. So you knock it prone, you stomp it out. Yeah. Actions. Gore. Melee weapon attack plus eight to hit. Reach of five feet. One target. It hits for 18 or 2d12 plus five piercing damage. It's a lot. Hooves. Melee weapon attack plus eight to hit. Reach of five feet. One target. It's going to hit for 16 or 2d10 plus five bludgeoning damage or bludge as we like to say. Petrifying breath. It recharges on a five or six. This Gorgon exhales petrifying gas in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in the area must succeed on a DC 13 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a target begins to turn to stone and is restrained. The restrained target must repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a success, the effect ends on the target. On a failure, the target is petrified until freed by the Greater Restoration spell or some other similar magic. Yeah, Greater Restoration is pretty high. I think that's a level 6 spell slot level seven or level five i don't think it's that high up i think well, i think lesser restoration is level three right that sounds right or is that level two? Oh gosh i'm so confused yeah you you know fifth fifth level greater restoration okay. so i think lesser is a third so yeah you're not going to get fifth level spells until what level eight level yeah right nine, around right around there so, yeah i think um if you want this thing to be a serious threat you're probably pitting again you're probably pitting uh it against lower level characters than that anyways um, you know what I would add to this stat block that I think would make it a lot more menacing, like as as like a boss monster or as like mm. something horrible to come across, is um give it so it has advantage against opportunity attacks so that I can keep abusing that trampling charge. Ooh. You know, because you know, I think it, it would make sense if this creature would charge in and through and then turn around and charge again, right? Like a bull would. Yeah. But totally. the thing is if it does that, it's gonna take opportunity attacks from like three people every time, right? That could be a thing. Which makes yeah. that a bad shot, which gets us back to 5e where everyone's just kind of locked in where they are, you know, bludgeoning each other yeah. until someone dies. Yeah, it, so. I like the the helping out the movement in this combat yeah. in that way. Um, maybe disadvantage against opportunity attacks would be cool, too. The way you're still taking them, but like oh, yeah, a that's, fast-moving bull. That's what I meant if that isn't what I said. I, oh, said I, thought, you, I thought you meant immune. No, no, disadvantage. I think yeah, disadvantage. That, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um. I think you should make it stronger. Yeah? You, like, hit harder? Bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> Call it the Giga Gorgon. The Giga Gorgon. The Giga Gorgon. Shout out to Giga Gorgon. It gores you, and then you're gone. It gores you, and then it turns you to stone, and it eats you in one bite. And then it burns, it lays on a bonfire, and it burns you to dust. And it sound, it makes a cool sound when it happens. Now, let's make it, let's make it, let's double its HP. Let's add plus two to its AC. Let's give it legendary actions. Let's add 20 foot of movement speed and a burrowing speed of 20 feet just for fucking kicks. A burrowing speed? Just runs so fast. It gores the ground. Uh, little extra damage. And that'd be like a souped up version. The Giga Gorgon. The yeah. Giga Gorgon. We're talking it's a CR9, right? Yeah. Category size huge. Yeah, definitely. Maybe it's CR11 then. Yeah. It's going to be big. It'll have legendary actions. It'll it'll be able to run around a lot more. That's yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, I like that for sure. Easy one. It's already got a recharging breath. Yeah, it's already yeah, turning people just to stone. Ex extend the, uh, the range of the breath and also the, the DC, DC con yeah. save from thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, and the yeah. thirty foot to what fifty feet. Come. Yeah, the hits are gonna do. Uh, 
what, like 24 on hit and yeah. 23 respectively or 22? Yeah, you just got to make sure you get the multi-hits in like every time instead of it being based off the trampling charge here. Yeah, like add a multi-hit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. Like a, like you can do a gore and two hooves. Yeah, another thing I've seen um, a lot of other like resource books because I use a lot, I'll use a lot of like Tome of Foes or mm. Creature Codex and stuff or 5th edition Foes. The Foam of Toes. Um, the Foam of Toes. Uh, a lot of those books, you know, really beef with the monsters and one of the ways in which they do that is um, they utilize the bonus action way more. Oh, that's cool. Like this thing doesn't really... Doesn't utilize, have one. It, well, except for the, with the trampling charge. But like there's always something, no matter what, if the thing misses, it still has something useful it can do. Um, usually adding to its DPS because that's what makes it deadly, right? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I think this this monster is yet another one that could benefit from that. Yeah. I like putting cliffs in fights like this where you can like That's a good knock one. somebody environment, off of a cliff. Environment's big for this guy, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if you're gonna encounter it in the woods randomly, like we don't go into those deep dark woods, there's a gorgon in there. It eats the el- the elk. Sometimes we find like random dust on the ground. We know an elk's been obliterated by a gorgon. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Because the way the Gorgon eats the elk is it chases it down and then it pins it to the ground with its hooves. It like flips it over and holds it down and then snorts on it. And the elk has to breathe eventually. Well, I think it's just if it touches you, right? The the I don't think you need to breathe in the vapor. I think it's the vapor touches you. Like exhales a petrifying gas in a 30-foot co- Yeah, but it doesn't it likes to hold it's weird. It's a safe weird. It likes to hold it down and do it. Okay, that sounds like a specific your gorgon problem. <laughs> So in no way related to Demogorgon, no. but if or I, Medusas, if I were to make it or Medusas, but if I were to make it a demon, it ate a Medusa one time and it made its tummy its tummy hurt. Now I'm looking at the green Medusas class. are immune to petrification because I need to know this. That's true. Five uh, E Medusas or five Heracles Medusas. No, that one's obviously not. But that's true because it does cut off a head. Yeah, and neither and are our D and D Medusas. Yeah, you just got to trick them into looking at each other. Yeah, there you go. I've never seen my sister. <laughs> well, it's it's a gaze that they have to activate though. So Oh. Yeah. Isn't the Medusa in Greek mythology just like it's like on passive, all the time? It's a passive bonus, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If I were to make this Gorgon like a demonic, two heads, right? And then dinosaur claws, two feet. <laughs> Sure. Longer tail. Yeah. And it swims. I, mean, I would just use the Goristro if I was trying to do a demonic Gorgon. What? Okay, hang on. I remember that. I remember the Goristro. The Goristro. Although I think a Goristro might be way too powerful because now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's like super powerful. Yeah, never mind. It's a CR-17 creature. Yeah, and they own a restaurant, right? <laughs> that serves like deli meat? Absolutely. Yeah. Hot deli meat. A bistro, if you will. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since the Garistro episode, too. Yes. Only, like, what, a like a, two years? It's, uh, get, we're year and a half? Yeah. It was Year of the Fiend. Oh, Good we year. We paired it up with Marilith's. Chaotic, chaotic year. It, mm-hmm. it lasted longer than it was supposed to. It did. It, lasted, it like, really did. 14 months. It was like, 16, but yeah. Yeah. It's a weird reminiscing thing we're doing at the end of this episode. <laughs> you ready for a long rest? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's take a long rest. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. This rest is long and hard because of the the Gorgon's stone power. 
Um, so stick around with us because you're stoned, baby. Ha <laughs> um, I didn't do Slippy's last episode because Jesus, what an episode. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, those Slippies flow in the air uh, and I have to put them on upside down to do it right. Um, or they flip me upside down. And these Slippies are made of metal. Mm, mm. Yeah, and they can't be turned to stone. Nope. And they're very uncomfortable. But I will be safer. I feel safe in them. You got any slippy stuff? Mine make the sound of a bull every time I step. <laughs> like the really big angry sound of a bull? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time you walk. That's another funny Kung Pao into the fist reference. Because Wimplow has the squeaky shoes. Every time he steps, they squeak. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh. about that. So tears are a bull. Um, thanks everybody for supporting the show by listening, telling your friends, etc. Leave that like, subscribe, uh, leave an Apple iTunes review or view it on whatever podcatcher or podcasting platform you listen to the show on. Um, much, much appreciated. Uh, we're Thanksgiving it to him. Is this the Thanksgiving episode or um, was that last? Was that nothing? That was, well, let's see here. I think that might be Netheral. It yeah, is. it has yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, it's so thrill. We've Thanksgiven it to them. We have. Yeah, and uh, we're we're moving on to better holidays. Yeah, as a matter of fact, this was this is the last uh, the last November episode. Yeah. November's over. We're into December. Happy holidays, whatever you selly, selly hard. Um, I hope you get some time off work, and that you get to live a good life with your family or whoever it is that you chill with in these times. I hope you're staying warm. Um. Yeah, all that shit. Fucking grateful as fuck. I ate so many. I ate so many turkey, probably in American <laughs> Thanksgiving, the way I do. Uh, and I took a big fat napski. Nice in my metal slippies. Do you actually take a nap on Thanksgiving? Is that a thing you do? If I feel like it and there's time and space, I hear it's not like a that. thing I do. Yeah, yeah, I hear people do do that. I've never done that. Well, the tryptophan or whatever, right? And the turkey yeah, makes them want to nap. I don't know. I never feel tired neither, after turkey. Yeah. Although I'm, I am more of a ham. Thanksgiving person. You're a ham man. I'm ham man. Okay. Yeah. We're doing a ham. We do a turkey breast here. We don't do the whole turkey. Oh, yeah. It's yes. like a lot to do a whole turkey. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And we have a double oven, but the top one stopped working, so we have a single oven, but it's you know, half the size. I need to bring you my mother-in-law's stuffing. It is fucking unparalleled, man. and I do mean unparalleled. Like, I've never had stuffing as nearly as good as her stuffing. It's insane. Interesting. My yeah. cousin makes filling. Which is just the bready parts with like onion. Really? It's so it's weird. So it's weirdly good. My my mother in law calls her stuffing dressing. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she learned it from. She used to work in a soul food restaurant when she was Sick. a teenager. There you go. And she fused their recipe with her own recipe, and that's what this is. That's that sounds awesome. And it's incredible. It's fucking incredible. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, bring me some then. I will. All right. Yes, I will. Uh, social media. We got it. We do. Uh, we're on Threads. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, formerly known as X. Wait, no, the other way around. Yep. Um, we're on Mastodon, and we're on Discord, and all those links are in the description. So go check them out. Yeah. Um, the description is cool. It has instructions on where to mail stuff for our PO box, and it's got uh our email address. And oh, we have a merch shop. You can go there. It's hard to remember everything to talk about, but the notes have it all. Uh, Will's eating a cough drop. I'm really sick. Sorry, guys. And then um, 
we didn't even talk about Star Seekers Guide last episode. It's okay, I'm sick. Okay. But if you guys want to check out Star Seekers Guide to Dragon Star, Link's there's a link in the description below. It's a really cool 5e supplement book that is gonna be sick as fuck. Like Will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Ho, 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 ho. Your search is at an <laughs> end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.